Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Visit our website, theabstractathlete.com or beginagaintoys.com for our Percy King collaborative stacked puzzle art kits. Also listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and the Abstract Veterans Podcast. And remember, if you have any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. Epic episode today as I get to speak with artist, entrepreneur, and former high school and UCLA track star and still national high school record holder in the 800 meter, Michael Granville. Make sure to follow Michael on Instagram at michaelgranville2 or stop by his website gfit.co. Let's welcome Michael Granville. Hello, hello. How's hey, Ron. How's it going, man? It's going well. It's a nice Saturday. Uh, it is. It's <laughs> Over beautiful. in California. Beautiful here on the East Coast as well. <laughs> good, good, news, good news, yes. We had a couple of uh, a rainy uh, winter and spring, which is uh, early spring, which has been rare up here in Northern California, and uh, yeah, you... it's been wet, which is nice, and then this is the first week where my skin felt 90 degrees, so I wasn't used to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like the East Coast here, man. It gets so humid here. I can't right. I can't deal with that. Like I I'm gonna eventually move into the mountains out west just to get get in that dry air because although they say that the humidity is good for you, but I whatever. <laughs> I know. They were usually when I was running track, a lot of the championships seems to be out in that humid area like oh. South Carolina, North Carolina, Louisiana, Brutal. Texas. I'm like, oh man. Brutal. Well, dude, thank, I'm recording, by the way, already. Thank you for doing yes. this. Oh, yeah. This is, I, you know, we literally just met last week. You mm-hmm. you liked um, our Instagram page, and I looked at your profile. I was like, well, damn, this guy's perfect. Right. That's what I felt, too, when I seen your Instagram page. I was like, oh, we got, we got other people out there like this. So <laughs> gave you a follow, and, and uh, thanks for reaching out and touching base and uh, starting the conversation. Yeah, man. No, no, it's cool, like, because – You know, for me, I always tell my business partners this, that, you know, I get to do the podcast. I get to meet all the cool people and, you know, Uh, they have to like do all the stuff behind the scenes. And, but it's, you know, it's like, you have such a, like doing research on you, like such a fascinating, you know, life because like you were this dynamo, like high school runner, the 800 was your event. And like, like, I'm always interested. You play. Like, I think it, it, I read that your dad actually coached you. Did you play other yeah. sports as well growing uh, up? Just pretty – I mean, I played a, a Pop Warner one season in 1987, four touchdowns in one year. <laughs> in my, my Al Bundy stats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I nice. did, um, you know, pretty much pick up basketball. I was a basketball player at heart. I was dunking in the eighth grade, and I always felt like, you know, that was that's just my passion. You know, go Lakers, go Warriors too. But – um. Uh, uh, but track and field was pretty much my, uh, golden ticket, you know, out yeah. of the neighborhood into to future success. And it has, uh, opened up a lot of lanes for me, so to speak. Yeah. No, and it's, it's cool. Like mm-hmm. just to like, that, that had to be kind of wild because you like set a national record. Yes. Uh, it's still I, the national record. I mean, yeah. That's crazy. Still national record. Like, 27 years later, <laughs> which is to me is, um, there, there's a cool part about it where, um, I get a chance to be in the conversation every year. It's pretty much since like 2008 or so, especially when I was slow track uh, started. And um, I was kind of out of the loop of, of track. I knew I had the record, but wasn't really connected to the sport. And I started getting pings with social media saying, hey, somebody's close to your record. Or at one point I had every age group record in high school, ninth grade, or eighth, ninth, all the way to 12th. Uh, currently, I still have the senior record, which is a national record, and I believe the June uh, sophomore record, uh, but the national one, state one. And so I kind of did the hat trick back then. And so around 2008 and 2009, I started getting pinged. Hey, somebody's getting close. So 
that's the cool part about it. Stay connected, get uh, get get a chance to be connected to the sport and uh, cheer some kids on. Uh, last year was the first time somebody really got close to the national record. When I say close, this guy kept K flat out of Kentucky, got within three hundredths of a second like three times. <laughs> is this is that kind of like you did or still coach track? Correct. Uh, yeah, I, I I was a head coach at the local high school, Gun High School, and Palo Alto High School. I was an assistant coach, mixed between those for for about four years, and then the pandemic slowed that down. Oh. I still I still uh, coach uh, track athletes uh, personal training wise. You know, just the kinda, G the G Fit, or is that G-fit a whole and, okay. Yes, yeah, G Fit, the okay. G Fit boot camp. So I, I do uh, personal training, individual training, and also group training for adults. No, that's like, I, that's, I mean, that's, it's really cool. Like to, again, to like, look at the different, um, I'm getting, pulling it up now again, but to look at the different kinds of trainings that you do, um, yes. with un, under the umbrella of the G fit. Cause like, I, I'm a big, I, I work out every day. I'm a big, you know, I, like I love to run sprints, but I know I can't do that oh. every day. I know it's bad for me, even though like I literally, mm-hmm. like I would run sprints every day and I know I just shouldn't, but I'm kind of weirdly addicted to it, but I hate running, feeling, yeah. hate running distances, but I love like this idea of like, you know, there's a weight training, there's cardio, yeah. there's agility. There's uh, I guess the TRX falls under kind of the agility and flexibility. Yeah. That's, and that's kind of a new, like, a newer kind of a, um, a fitness thing in the last couple of years. Like it's more, would you call it resistance Circuit training? Yeah. Uh, it's more, I try to do more. So TRX is, yeah, that's more resistance training. Yep. Um, my, the G fit, what I try to do is to, is to give a variety of general fitness for people for the everyday, uh, uh mom, dad, or weekend warrior. I try to be like a human app and that's where my art, uh, uh, creativity comes in. I try to mix, you know, within a within a month, with Monday through Friday. So say 20 classes in the month. I try to have each class different, but under the guise of Mondays, I'm going to give them a track background. So we'll do some A skips, B skips, understanding the uh, uh, track terminology, even bringing up some, you know, track stats. I always try to bring up, you know, you know, this is a 400 meters. This is how you divide a track. This is a person who's hot now to carry. You know, always always bringing up Usain Bolt. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I, <laughs> uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I bring in more weight training. Uh, so I have a, a G Fit band. It's like a mobile gym. So I, I, I got about eleven hundred pounds of dumbbells in there. Where uh, you know I have classes from ten to fifteen people each class, four classes a day, and they can go in and pick up weights from three pounders all the way up to forty five pounders. And then we'll do some uh, weights, you know, stationary, sometimes uh, circuits. Uh, Wednesdays is what we call it toy day. That's when I just pretty much empty out the van and set up stations around a track or a park. And every three minutes or so buzzer go off and the group of you know, five or so will change to each station. So they'll get their battle ropes. You'll get their anaerobic, anaerobic on those days, battle rope, uh, make a short sprints, agility with the cones, you know, back and forth, shuttles, little wickets and, um, Tuesday, Thursday weights. And then Friday is more of our bring your dog day, get your steps. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, change venues. So we have, uh, it's mostly adults. I think the average age is in their, you know, mid fifties, but it goes young as twenties. Yeah, I think it's good. And um, I even have clients up in 85s. I'm a oldest client is 95. Oh, that's awesome. And, I, and he is my inspiration, you know, just to be able to still want to do it and, and uh, keeping it going. So I, that that's, so I, I make it, make it work as a group fitness, as a community. We put the unity in community and have everybody work out together, but still have, a venue to push as hard as you want, or if you just want to walk, you know, in between stations, that's totally allowed. It's a lot of conversation going on. It's um, a lot of jokes. Uh, one thing we like to say is like the human Google as well. If you want to come, if you want to know, you know, a, a recipe or an answer to a political question or uh, you know, something about outer space, you, you can pretty much throw a, a question out to any of my classes and you'll get an answer. That's or awesome. definitely a lot of that. <laughs> definitely how, a lot of dad jokes. How did how did that? How did that start? Like, what was like the kind of, like you went uh, just to get, give more background. Like, so you went Go to, it, yeah. you went to UCLA, UCLA. on, and, and, yeah. and I assume you got, were recruited by everybody. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, because, USC, UCLA. Yeah. Um, th- those were the, the, my, my dad was like, we said, he was a big part of my uh, training and he was pretty much just like hey, stay close to home. And it wasn't a bad decision to go to either one of those schools, but, uh, UCLA, which I'm very uh, uh, grateful of going there. Um, 
was coaching the John Smith, uh, 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 Larson. We had Art Venegas. So it was a, a slew of of, of uh, Olympic level coaches, yeah. and also at the same time there were you see you see lately you have the celebrities on the track. Yeah. You know, I seen some of the Jackson Five there. <laughs> I see I've seen Shamar Moore. I mean, uh, <laughs> the mom from Cosby Show, and 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 then also you got the same. You know, Magic Johnson, Kobe. So you were just finding myself around uh, very elite people, which which kind of opened my my eyes out more more than track. But um, yeah, we uh, Maurice Green as far as bringing it to the track. Maurice Green, Otto Bolden, who uh, you know, or Olympians and uh, world record holders at some point. And it was Quincy Watts came through, who is now the coach at USC. So after um, uh, we won a couple of NCAA championships there in 1999, and I continued my um, track and field um after i finished college up i moved up to here stanford california uh it's a cl- club called the nike farm team which is an olympic development team for kit for uh, athletes just out of college who are still um still had dreams of making the olympic team mm-hmm. and so these are athletes from around the world uh mostly you know around the uh, continent of the united states though but we had some athletes from Bermuda and, and uh mexico and uh europe and we just saw, you know, we set up Meatsville nights, kind of fit the bill. Um, Stanford uh, allowed the, you know, us to train on the track. And I did that for about three years, 2001 to 2004. I had a plan of, I had some serious uh, shredding in my ankle with uh, just years of running and uh, put up the spikes. And, but while I was up here, I uh, got a chance to work with Mark Guillet. He's now the owner of Agile Physical Therapy, but he uh, hired me as a, exercise therapist so so after, that's how i kind of got into community here and into fitness because before i was you know my goal was i never seen myself as a coach or anything like that uh or, or personal training but i'll see myself as a runner for the rest of my life which father time has his agenda and um <laughs> but uh luckily i was at the point to be open-minded enough and and forthright to take the opportunities with the landed in my hand to work at a physical therapy uh, clinic. And from there, I learned massage therapy. I got licensed in massage therapy. Oh, wow. uh, I took my certifications and all types of physical, uh, personal training, uh, group fitness, and then just hands-on, I think was the best, just hands-on training, working at a physical therapy center, you know, with people with pre and post surgery, uh, you know, and so being able to help with exercise with the client, go from a surgery to going back to running and jumping or somebody that's, you know, yeah, pretty much the progression of that. So, or being strong enough to prepare for surgery so their recovery won't be uh, as intense. So that's something that got my foot feet wet in the uh, fitness world, the fitness and wellness uh, department. Do you think like some of the fact that your dad was kind of a coach that, that you were inspired by? I mean, cause you have like, you didn't want to be a coach, but you have coaching mentality, like totally. Like you, you know? think, I mean, really true. Like it's almost like I, I say this to a lot of people on the podcast, like that you have a good energy, like you would be a good teacher as well. I think, and yeah. so, like, and yeah. I, which I think trainers and teachers or coaches are all very similar, and, and there's different yeah. different ways of navigating, but they're like the messages are kind of the same. Do you think like the your your dad's training like? helped in that yes. regard oh yes um it was um being able to uh relate to being a he always was he he always kept us aware of our surroundings to watch to, to know the room to see how people walk to even just dealing with him his characters would change throughout the day so i would be able to say okay that's when this way i know what to bring up or not and then you know going to ucla and having uh, array of people from all over the world, different personalities, different uh, backgrounds, different cultures, and still be able to relate with them. Uh, some people didn't even know I ran track. Uh, some people knew I ran track. Some people didn't know I was an artist. Some people knew. So with each one of those, I was able to relate with different yep. uh, bunches of communities. And with that, I think uh, not just the training on the track, it was training me as a teacher, a coach, as a father to be able to relate. And I think that's the main, what's, what's uh, helping me be successful at this point is to be able to, uh, you know, uh, I did stand up comedy too. So, and my dad was a big, oh, it's that right there was the most humbling experience in my life, you know, <laughs> but again, learning to read the room, uh, understanding uh, how to, you know, the process of creating a joke and 
and digging from life. And uh, all of that, I think, really molded me into being a business owner, entrepreneur, and and uh, the community, uh, uh, you know, somebody I, that, that no, you, I, is an asset to the community. We, we, we have different paths, but like, uh-huh. for me, your story is very similar to me, like, because... I was, I was a baseball player. That's what I was defined as. Uh-huh. You were a track player. That's what you're defined as. Yes. Like you like moved on. Then I went to art and that's what I was defined as. Then I was a, I was a lead singer of a rock group and that's, you know, All right. and now I'm like a teacher and see, you know, it's like, it sounds like you're very yes. similar in that regard. And to me, it's like, I always say, I hate using the word well-rounded individual, but like, okay. to me, it's also like really cool because like you can go into any room and speak to any kind of, like you said this kind of earlier, like conversations within the g fit space it like yes. any question can be asked and there's just conversation about it like it feels yeah. like you know like i always feel like i can walk in a room and just shoot the shit about anything because yes. i've done so many different things not that i'm i know everything or i'm not claiming that but just like i i'm well-rounded in the sense that i've yeah i've done different like do you feel like that I, that's a, it's oh, yeah. kind of a cool skill set to be honest with you yes it is yes it is just just to be able to you know travel and uh, to uh, be in different spaces in life as an athlete, as an artist, as a you know business owner, at one thing even too, but as a father, and and with, if you get somebody new to your to your boot camp, uh, to be able to give that personality and that vulnerability to to let them know, okay, it sounds like boot camp, but it's just, it seems cool. One of the here's a story. I was doing it. I was at an open studios sharing my art. And uh, with another boot camper who was an amazing artist, a landscaper, Stephanie McLean. And she had two other artists in this space at her house. And we we're, you know, people around the neighborhood come and visit your space. And and one of the artists, she knew of me through Stephanie and said, um, you know, she always invited me to come to the boot camp. She said how fun it was, but I was really skeptical because boot camp doesn't sound fun and how could this, but now meeting you and seeing that you're an artist, and knowing that and hearing your story and what kind of boot camp it is, I want to give it a try. And I feel like that's something that is a, a great way of advertising and kind of knocking the edge off. So being able to have those, that different types of hats that I can wear, yep. and, and it helps with me either recruiting athletes or, or advertise, just being a personal advertisement to uh, bring people to the business. And that's one thing too that helped out with being a high school coach. Um, like you, we were saying earlier, I didn't think I was going to be into coaching, but um, a little bit of my, my track story. I again, I set every record in high school. I did had um, looking back at this, at this age, I had some really good success at UCLA, but at the time, I never got faster. Mm-hmm. I, each year, got a little bit slower. My, you know, every every kernel in the popcorn bag pops at its own rate, and mine popped out pretty quick. <laughs> and then that pretty much <laughs> pretty much settled there. But and, and at that moment, I had to change and figure out who I was. As a as a team member now, as a as a team leader, as a motivator, and so I I put all I I can see the writing on the wall that each year I, I still put the effort out there. I set my goals. I came to track practice every day with with the intent of being the fastest in the world. But um, if, again, it's just my time wasn't what was had its time, and but still being a part of this team, I started becoming the biggest cheerleader of the team. I would lead the eight clap. Um, I would be the motivator. I would not only hang out with the sprinters or the distance runners. I went over to the field and the dis- and the, and the throwers, and I would just come early to to meet uh, practices to watch the pros practice and just be a student of the sport. And that were was um, were the seeds planted that later helped me as a coach. Yep. So where I was like, I was you know, especially a head coach, because okay, I I would love to just train the fastest kids on the team, the half milers and the quarter milers, but you know what? It's time. It was. As a leader, sometimes you have to give the, the power to somebody else, delegate just so you won't go crazy. And, you know, I had to learn the high jump. We didn't have a high jump coach. So I was able to, you know, step back, be humble, learn, be a student of the sport again, and be able to coach that while, you know, secretly looking at the sprinters and everybody else, visiting with the throwers. There was one point uh, the throwers came. We never had a head coach come and, and even pay us attention. I was like, well, now you do. You know, and I think just knowing their names and just showing that, that, um, attention, you're holding yourself accountable, which I like, I always say that to my students, like they're always surprised. Every student has my cell phone number and it's like, that is a way for me to hold myself accountable to you as your teacher. Like if you have questions, like I, and you know, like I might not know the answer, but we'll figure it out together. Like, that's what it sounds like you're doing, which is like, that's like, that's just 
awesome because again, like it is like you're, you're taking that time to actually really care about them, not just as an athlete, but as a human, because like, that's important. Yep. That's important. Just to, because, you know, you're only, you know, training. Well, part of it too, you know, we're training two or three hours a day. Sometimes I see these kids more than their parents do with school and, or, or sometimes even with my personal clients, you know, we spend that hour of, you know, when you sweat with somebody and you exert, you really, you know, you really put in a lot of, uh, yourself into it and you learn to know somebody really on a, on a deeper level. And so I'm, that's something I wanted to, uh, uh, to be, to add to it. And uh, one thing I like to say, the older I get, the younger my teachers are. And there's so much I've learned <laughs> from them through it. You know, it's not like when I grew up, you know, track and field was okay. You, you go out here, you grind, uh, almost, it, it was just so tough. You, you know, it's gotta be hard. You gotta be tough, but now it's, 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 uh, you gotta be able to take a break. You gotta, uh, it's more to life than just on the track. This, uh, there's so much information out there that you know it, it's if this doesn't work let's go ahead on youtube and see okay how this works for somebody else so uh being being learned and that's what i learned from from the youth you know just being able to be uh grab things from you know different platforms now and just listening do you communicate do you have like siblings as well like did did was there and, and going in into that question like siblings were they athletic as well and then also like where did the art come in was that something that you just okay. picked up along the way yeah. Um, like, yeah. like where, where family, like give, yeah. me, give me the yeah. details. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to have, um, so my dad and mom, um, mom passed away, rest in peace last year. They were a big part of our family unit. They, it was, uh, three things that they really instilled in us was, uh, family, uh, education and, you know, sports that kind of put hand in hand and, uh, faith where our faith was a big part of growing up, uh, and being, being the best, whatever you do is just put your efforts into there. I have, I am one of five. I have um, uh, two brothers and two sisters, including myself. Uh, the, one brother lives, he's in the army now. He's up in Washington. And I have my other siblings are down in Southern California. Okay. What got me into art, My again, my, my dad is a renaissance man. He's a, he, he can play music. Uh, like he was very entertaining. He was a motivator. He is a motivator um, and an artist. And I was, he, I was drawn to art. <laughs> I was drawn to art by him and um, also by the show called Good Times. Oh, yeah. Good Times. Oh, you know what I'm talking <laughs> oh, about. Hell Surgery, yeah. Diamond Light. Good Times. <laughs> right. Anytime you need that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I, JJ, the, uh, the character uh, on the show was an artist. Yep. And it was very important. It was pivotal to me because I didn't see any African American artists. I, wasn't, I didn't grow up. But he was the first African-American artist who was actually the artist on the show that he was, the real artist is Ernie Barnes. Yep. That actually, the, the paintings that he were, was yep. doing, Ernie Barnes, you know, lesson is an abstract athlete. He was a professional football player. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> and also, uh, I mean, he has pieces now still selling in, in the fifth and the million. So that, my between uh, my dad and that show, it really uh, got my, really boosted my inspiration and idea of this is something that I can do. My dad um, said, hey, you can always draw what you see. He, that was his, he would teach me how to get the specs and all that. And, and uh, but his, his, his main two things that left with me was draw what you see and don't be afraid of doing it again. That was one of the biggest lessons I've, I've heard because I put, he was seeing me out. I put so much, you know, effort as a time, as a way to escape, as a way to use my imagination to the fullest. It was also a way to, to to show my friends, hey, this is something I can do, and to get the accolades from your peers is definitely something that's inspirational. Like, oh my gosh, you drew that! Uh, so I would join uh, the teachers would put me in different contests growing up. Um, all the while, my dad would. No, there was one point in time he saw me drawing something, and it, I messed up or I lost it, and I pretty much was beside myself. I truly was didn't know what to do. And he goes, "You should you should be able to draw it again." Yep. He goes, you don't never know what could happen in life, you know, fire or loss or this, things happen. He says, but once you draw something, it's to the world, but 
you should be able to draw it again. And actually, that's what happened. He took that's, the piece that, away from it. That's like a yeah. like, like accepting. I not I'm not saying the word failure is a bad thing. I think failure is a yeah, good thing. Failure is like yes. I've I've said this many times on the podcast. Like there's this great quote that says, "You either win or you learn." Or and you I learn. Just love Thank that you. because like and I that your dad's advice is like great. Like I say that to my students all the time. It's like like you can't screw this up. Like, yeah. it's like as an artist, like you, you either erase something, you start over, you paint over it, like yeah, whatever, like, paint over it, and it's right? like, there's no, there's no wrong way to do this. And so like, I love so that. Advice. <laughs> Thank I, you. Thank I, you. Yeah. I, I, no. And I, like, to me, it like, I love, it sounds like you had such a really cool household. Um, yeah. where, where there was, cause I don't know, you're, we're in the same general area age wise. And yeah. like, I, like for me and my business partner, I talk about this a lot, like growing up is like, you were either an athlete or you were an artist. And it's like, I remember like not, nobody knew that I was like doing art when I was an athlete and, and the artist people like thought I was like, what's this dumbass jock doing in here? Like, you know, it was like, did you have that same experience? Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Even to the point where I, especially so in high school, I, I, it was, I really got into it because I, I started, you know, doing color pencils and, you know, doing art classes. I got more, uh, 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 my hands on different medium. Uh, and also it was a way for me, uh, it started off as a Mike, you draw pretty well. Can you draw? Oh, can I buy that from you? I would yeah. draw like Jordan guarding magic Johnson. And then, so I'll, you know, five bucks here, 10 bucks here. I got up to, you know, 20 bucks every week or so about drawing something for somebody. And so that kind of, you know, when you get a little taste of, of, uh, of money, you know, it's like, oh, I can actually get, you know, lunch money doing this. So that was uh, a fire under my butt. So, <laughs> yeah, I, so it was cool to, to put that out there like that. And I would draw this and throughout uh, I would, uh, high school, even my senior year, I, I did some charcoal for the first time. I won a contest, won some like a hundred bucks. When I got to UCLA, I stopped. I felt like that same thing is like, oh, you're either going to be an artist or an athlete. And and like not, UCLA is like number one type art school and then like a yeah. high level athletics. Like that's hard to do both. Like, yeah. Oh, it's definitely tough. And, you know, uh, I mean, we had practice for three, four hours a day. Yep. Uh, you know, then the, the curriculum was definitely, you know, it was high level. So you're spending your time at work and then social, social life definitely exploded at that point too. So art took a, a back seat, even to the point where I didn't want people to believe, you know, to even, see me in that space i don't because i don't know I, I held on to it as a as i felt like an artist but it just it just didn't it wasn't a part it just wasn't part of the menu then yeah. and until uh towards the end of at ucla i was trying to wonder what i was doing after college and i was looking at just walking down beverly hills i, I think I, w- I was interviewing for some car dealership or whatever and i was walking back to my uh apartment and i seen this guy, Maurice Green. I seen Maurice Green, who was the 90 or 2000 Olympic champion. The 90, he was the world um, record holder in 100 meters uh, at one point. And he was in a suit, a really nice suit in front of this boutique. And I'm like, and I felt like it was a sign. It's like, what is this? Maurice Green in a suit? <laughs> oh, dude, he could fly. He could fly. Oh, boy. Oh, he was. <laughs> and I got a chance to see this guy practice every day. Yeah. I mean, just the way he got out the blocks to see the torque in his shoes, how much power he's putting off on each step, but still not hearing it was just incredible. Oh, this, those, incredible guys, those guys float like that. I always, I, I've talked to like sprinter people because um, yeah. Usain Bolt is a, is a phenom because of how tall he is. Yeah. Because it's so, it's like the, 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 how the momentum that he has to get, but he just doesn't even look like, he just looks like he's floating. Like when he gets, it's crazy. He takes the left, the least amount of steps. I think it was like some like 40, so 40, less than 44 steps. And to be able to have that drive, drive phase into his, you know, front side mechanics. And what he had over everybody else is he slowed down uh slower than everybody else so he wasn't slow he really wasn't slowing down once people started so that's when you see them pull away so so getting back to um so uh what got me into art and this was a very pivotal if there's different spikes in in my life with art you know there was my dad you know telling me i can draw it again the other spike was in, at bell gardens high school where i was making a little money for lunch money drawing and all of this stuff is 
when I look back on it, just honing my skills, just putting pen on the paper, just putting work in. And then the next fight, which I think was really, really huge, was uh, meeting the guy that designed the suit for Maurice Green, who happened to be at the boutique. And his name is Michael Kilgore. He was a high fashion designer for Shaq. Yep. Um, Layla Ali, you know, uh, Kilgore Suite was there, is their um, business. Uh, and he's an artist as well. And we met, we talked, we probably hung out for eight hours that day. Wow. Yeah. And is, we still talk to this day. And he is definitely my mentor into not just. Sorry. Oh, right. no worries. Just drawing what I see. He brought me into drawing what I feel. Uh, drawing colors. Just going, put the flow, flow on, on, just flow on the canvas. Don't have anything in mind. And that really took my art to a whole different experience to where I wasn't fully uh, confined in the lines or in the spaces of that two-dimensional space. Oh, okay, I got to draw Muhammad Ali exactly like Muhammad Ali because that's art. No, sometimes you want to put the nose over here or sometimes you want to draw him blue or sometimes you want to just you start off drawing him next thing you know it's you know it's a teacup but yep. you know it, it was it was or or just a bee and a butterfly you know and so it was something from there where I've learned and that's really took my art um uh to something where I don't feel forced to do it it's just something that I do no I, I and I love that like the way that you're talking about it because art mm -hmm. is an extension of you and like it doesn't have to yeah. be realism like i'm an abstract painter but i it, it. I, it comes from i drive out west all the time i'm going to be driving uh -huh. i think i told you this the other day i'm going to be heading out to yellowstone in like a week and a half and i'll be out yeah. there and like i'm inspired by like landscapes and and wildlife but you wouldn't look at my paintings initially and go oh that's a landscape painting because it's it it's the inspiration yeah. or the the emotion yes. that I get from it. But so it's like like you said, it's just that sometimes you want to do this, sometimes you want to do that. And like you're the artist. You get to do whatever the hell you want. Like and that's exactly. what's beautiful about it. And like that expression and it's like, did you I mean like because one of the things we talk about a lot is like this idea of mental health. And I, you know, and, and yes. I think you've talked about it in, in one of yes. the articles I read and how obviously like physical exercise and creative exercise is so good for us. Like, do you, are you a daily practitioner of both in some respects? Cause I, I think you are to the, I mean, yes. for the most part. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so I think later in life I, I've gone and seen therapists. I'm really, uh, big advocate of, you know, talk to somebody, get your feelings out. Um, looking back in my track here, I wish I would have, it was such a taboo thing to even say you see a therapist or, yeah. but I look back as a lot of it's great to have, uh, when I went, was running with the Nike farm team, I had a, a friend on the team who was, who hit a wall, a mental wall. And yeah. he said, Mike, I seen a sports psychologist and it made a big difference. That guy hit some PRs and you can see a difference. And so. I well, was, and that's what I was going to say, like for you, like, you were doing these, these records at such a young age, yeah. like that there's weight of that. There's oh pressure. Boy, in that. The target, there's pressure. There's the target, you know, each, you remember my, one of my first meets uh, at UCLA as a freshman, well, uh, outdoors. And uh, we got that. I got the baton. We're running a four by four of the anchor leg. Uh, the other team had uh, a substantial lead at this point. It would have took a lot for me to catch that guy, but I was trying my best and him knowing who I was, he just looked back and started taunting me. So it was just yeah. those things that would happen yeah. where he's like, okay, that's that's Michael Granville. Oh, I beat him. You know, you could be walking down the street and somebody beats you across the street. Like, I beat Michael Granville. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's different things like that. We just feel like you got to be on all the time. But looking back at it now, definitely um, uh, after with Nike I, and I, I, the big help was, was uh, knowing that I can be helpful of service to people. And, and seeing my athletic talent or my knowledge of the sport, uh, of being at the top, and this is what I'll say a lot to my athletes, I say, you know, oh my, oh coach, I didn't PR this year. You know, I said, you know what, you're a sophomore. You have, you, you have your whole life ahead of you. I, I said, I've, I was the fastest at, at, at each year as a senior, and then I've, I've witnessed not being the fastest. I've been, and through that, you know, what we want to do is build healthy habits. You know, why are you out here? And say, you're going to remember that not really your times. You remember the times you had with your people around you, with that thing your coach said. You're going to, uh, something that's going to uplift you or motivate you 
when you feel that fear of a job interview or meeting somebody for the first time or having to talk in front of a crowd, you're going to come back. That's what I do is like go back to those moments when I'm in track where I'm like before the, the, the gun goes off or when you have to prepare and warm up and see and the, the crowd is, is, uh, is, you know, it's a full crowd and to be able to still focus and perform and put your emotions, uh, under, accept your emotions, but also don't let it, uh, uh, be your leader. You know, it's just, you let it be an asset to you, your emotions. So that, that's some things I learned with therapy, but also um, using art now is just a way to be my, to put my voice on canvas. Yeah. Um, also sometimes just to clear the mind, just yeah. to, just to quiet the voices in the mind, you know, and, and just, if you find yourself just, you know, either sketching, uh, painting or, or, you know, however you're, you're putting your art on canvas or even just thinking about it allows yourself to, to, pretty much being a meditation, yep. you know, absolutely with no. breath. Absolutely. Like that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. Like it, time just disappears because I always say, like, I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday and I say this a mm. lot is that I always, like, I think most people that are not artists, you know, I'm air quoting this, uh, right. think that they think that art is only painting or drawing. And it's like, no, art is what you want it to be. Like you can write poetry, you could dance, you could yeah. sing. Yeah. Doing a podcast yeah. is creative. Like I'm always yeah. about I want you to find something that you love to do because if you love to yeah. do it, you're going to want to go back to it over and over and over again. And, and listen to this. I, the, I I I call my my G-fit my bootcamp art. Yeah. I mean, it I, should be absolutely. I, it's, it's I mean to be able to uh uh set up a program you know, just, mm -hmm. just, just, just the other day I did, a, I was like, okay, how can I mix this up? Yep. And to, to go from start to finish. And I, so I did a scavenger on it. I, I, I was able to use my skills. I do a little, you know, things for them to find. And then in a way they were able to communicate with each other, use their mind to kind of find abstract ways of going to a location to find a stop sign, a dog, you know, uh, a building with Chinese writing on it. Go find a mural, go find, go find five pieces of art. You know, so it's a way of kind of putting mind and body, which I think art does, yep. uh, but in, in a physical term, in the fitness, in the fitness realm. Yep. No, I, lo I, lo I love that because it's almost like you're just, you're, I don't want to say you're tricking him into doing the physical stuff, but like there is, some, there's something in that, like, but it's like, it's, it makes it fun because it's like, I think, mm -hmm. I think I said this to you the other day. Like I love running sprints and stairs. I hate running yeah. distances. Even 800s like dri would drive me nuts. Like, it but it's like, yeah, it and, and it's like if if there was something like that was motivational like i wouldn't think about it and it'd be like great like to like have those little triggers that like make it like the, and that, the fun part because that's that was I mean, the feedback i got come train with us creative and athletic training in a box filled with art and sports products tips and techniques recipes and collectibles that promote mental and physical wellness the seasonal artist athlete box is the next step to a healthier you stop by artistathletebox.com or the abstractathlete.com and subscribe today the abstract athlete where art and sports collide I mean, I like, did you, like, it sounds like you had like a pretty seamless transition out of your, like your track world because like you had other interests. Cause like one thing I talked to a lot of people about, and I, yeah. I struggled with this when, when my baseball career ended, like, that's what I was. And I didn't know what the hell I was supposed to do. Like, did you have any of that? Like, or was it? Yeah. You did. Yeah. Oh okay. man. Yeah. There was, there was a, it was a tough time. It was, it was. Okay, I was working um, at the physical at physical therapy. I was doing a little massage. Um, it was that feeling of, okay, is this it? Yeah. Am I really hanging up the spikes? Um, but yeah, it was a, kind of a smoother transition. But this is uh, as far as going from just pure athlete and and I mean, I'm just telling you, buying tennis shoes for the first time was a humbling experience because I was at <laughs> you know shoes was always. That's something I didn't think about buying. It was just yeah. a part of the, the package, right? And remember that. And I'm like, man, I'm really, you know, out here in the world like this. I'm an adult. Uh, you know, so I'm working here. Is this something that I want to do? Is this how I'm going to make money and make a living? Um, I still wanted that 
that thrill of competing. And I think that's where what comedy was the kind of catalyst from being the athlete and the performer to being the performer and the entrepreneur and the, and the business owner. So I was able, and I, I used that moment. I got the thrill of being in front of the crowd. I got the thrill of practicing daily. Um, I got the uh, humility of, of win or loss, which how many, there's a lot of L's, you know, yeah. <laughs> there was one time I was uh, up on stage and you could have swore I was reciting poetry. It was so quiet in there, you know? So it, but one of those lessons you learn and, and, and take on. And then once I, got into boot camp. Now, this is how I got into boot camp. I was doing massage therapy, personal training on the, on the side. Massage therapy was my main uh, moneymaker. Uh, and I was also uh, teaching at an independent school. I was teaching art at an independent school uh, an hour a day. And one, during one of my massage uh, sessions, I had a break and there was a chiropractor's office next door. And this is one of those, just taking the opportunity where, where it's there, being open, uh, having that just the background to be able to communicate with different spaces, different people, different cultures. This is where that came in into play. And I said, you know what? Uh, sure, I'll, I'll take the appointment. So this chiropractor came over and said, uh, our, our massage therapist can't make it. Can you come over and take the appointment? That's short. I said I did. And that uh, that appointment changed the trajectory of my career. Uh, she, uh, we hit it off right right off. We were, you know, massaging kind of Usually people are quiet in massage, but we talked the whole time. Uh, come to find out, she knew my found about my background and she's and my personality. And she says, "You know what? You'll be the perfect fit for my friend's boot camp." And I'm like, "What's a boot camp?" Yeah. And she goes, "It's a group fitness." She goes, "I think you'll be perfect. You're going to meet Melinda. I'm just going to put you guys together and have you meet." And that meeting definitely just was a domino effect of you know me being learning more, meeting more people, using my comedy. And this is when I remember the first class. Uh, using my comedy as a way of not playing music, right. just kind of getting people to work out, kind of keeping conversation going through myself, you know, bringing up different things, telling jokes here and there. And I, I think when somebody, after about 20 or 30 push-ups, jokes get a lot funnier to them. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I think this is it's better than a two-drink minimum. So, I, I, <laughs> so I, once, I got the, once I got that bug in there and started uh, learning on the job as well, that steamrolled into uh, me starting my own boot camp with a lot of this, the same clients, you know, about 80 clients I could see within a, within a day. And I've uh, been doing this uh, as, as GFIT since 2015, but a boot camp instructor since 2006. Wow. How, I mean, how, describe your art to me. Like, would you, like, when I look at it, like, and I obviously haven't seen a ton, but I see, like, it's very much storytelling for you. And, you Thank know, you. like, is that, you know, like there's, there's some stuff that like is track related. Um, I think mm -hmm. I see two of them behind you, but then there's other stuff yeah. that's more, um, I mean, abstract, but like still coming from a place of realism and like, it, do you feel that's, yeah. is that a Wheaties box yeah. behind you? Are you on a Wheaties box? <laughs> yeah. Were you on a Wheaties box? Really? <laughs> no, oh, <laughs> shit. I didn't I know that. That's awesome. So, uh, last year when, um, uh, Katie Flat almost broke my record. Yeah, uh, it, it really brought a lot of attention to the record. Even right. my boot camp was, you know, cheering, cheering me on. There's people, you know, obviously cheering on the young guy. Yep. And there's a lot of stories behind it. And so, I when he officially didn't break the record, my my boot campers were came together. It was oh, just that's awesome! So thrilled. So they they made a Wheaties box for me <laughs> on it, man. That's classic. That is oh, no, classic. I, I put that in a. I mean, it's real old cereal in there, but I got yep. it all like framed up and. Yep. And uh, no, that I'm really happy about. I mean, they did a good number on that. Yes, uh, one they, of the his daughters uh, are art majors, and uh, they they did a lot with with uh, this with the styling of that. And yeah. somebody got the Wheaties box. That's so, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my art um, is you hit it on the head. The storytelling, but also um, colors and motion. I, I, I like it. Uh, so right now I'm working on pieces. Uh, the two that you saw with the track and field is is. Uh, uh, stronger, faster, uh, uh, higher, and uh, farther, and and together. You know the model of of, of the Olympic creed, and uh, I want to show the body's emotion and, and show my connection to the sport with aspirations, and also each one the story behind it. Each piece has all the colors of the Olympics, which are white, black, red, uh, green, blue. I think that's all of them. And then I put gold in because that's the gold. And that's something that I have as, as storage. I, I, I'm having a more kind of silhouette feeling because I'm uh, drawn back to like the old Egyptian or Greek textile two dimension 
uh, a, 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 you know, from Gnosis. I've been studying different art. And uh, recently I've been studying different art because, so uh, during the pandemic, uh, I was a part of an organization called Illustrative Voices, mm -hmm. which uh, gave artists uh, a platform to uh, express themselves and to have a story about different social justice topics that we would change every three months. And, uh, and so that was another way for me to uh, tell stories of being a, a, a African-American, being a person, you know, in a poor, growing up in a, a, a poor environment or, or being an athlete, uh, being a heterosexual or having, you know, people around me that are whatever gender or, or different genders and different identities. And it was a way for us to, to bring topics up around that. And so um, that really sparked my conversation through pieces. Uh, to where um, a lot of my pieces now, um, well, not a lot, but what I'm going, every now and then I, I tend to show where representation matters. Like I said earlier, it was uh, seeing that Black artist on Good Times, seeing him that, that as an artist inspired me to say, oh, Black people can draw oh, and paint and, and this and oh, be shown in this. And I want to have that type of... Um, I want to take on that as well. It's just to show, and before, instead of being shy and saying, I'm, I'm an artist, not, no, I want to say, yes, I'm an artist, I'm a black artist. So you'll see um, some of my, my mom was very religious and she would have the, uh, the Mary, the Virgin Mary pennants and stuff around. So I've been doing a lot of those pennants and paintings, but making it more of a person of color or more abstract. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of the old icons of, you know, Moses or Jesus or other, biblical uh spaces and what i do is just doing my rendition of it and just changing the the, the color of the person yep. just to give a little bit more of something that relates to me so the, that's where you see a lot of the stories in some of the stories going into uh either redlining or different uh things that african americans gone through in the progression of our of our history here and just showing them how it's it's i want to tell a story through it where it's not just boom in your face but if you dig deeper under the layers He's like, oh, this is what he's talking about. This is what he's representing. Oh, I do notice that all of his pieces are people are having some people of color or maybe no no identity at all. It's just a blur that's showing movement and human connection. Yep. Um, I feel like what I, I like through what art has, has led me to now is the conversation and the community behind it. And so what, that's, that's what every time I'm putting a piece down, I was like, how can I... Uh, express how can we have a conversation about this i did something recently um uh something really hit me about this whole verification verifying yourself on instagram or tiktok or oh, yeah. or uh, uh twitter now and so before you could be an influencer and and through you know a celebrity and you'll get that blue check mark but now they're saying oh you want to you you want to be an influencer you want to be noticed you got to pay for your yeah. For your celebrity which i feel is just like <laughs> what so i did a painting about that uh, i have these balloons of blue check marks in the sky a red heart balloon a thumbs up you know that's holding the balloon a smiley face which is the sun just kind of and then i have this jet with a missile kind of aiming at each one of them kind of kind of a play on what happened earlier with that balloon flying over yeah, United yeah, States. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and each one each one of the uh pieces has the binary code of I love you, yep. community. So, so zero one zero zero one one one, all that binary code. So you have to dig deep, and and that's a, like you said, it's a storytelling. But if you go, if you just see the paintings, it just looks like oh, okay, those are two people hurting. But when you look back into like little take down one layer, oh, these are representation of this, or this is the colors of this, the model, or this is him just saying. Um, F you to, you know, verification stuff, you know? So but I think that's why it's like, you know, it's so important. And, and again, another thing I talk to a lot of people about is somebody like you, I think it is inspiring. Um, much like you said, you, you know, that the, the, the television show inspired you because, you know, here you are like, you know, you were the highest of the highest as an athlete, but now you're like doing creative things as well. And you can talk to both of them. And, and I always use right. this phrase, like it gives people permission to do those things you know love it because it's yes. just like a lot of times i think people are scared like well i can't paint i don't want people to make fun of me or blah blah or i can't oh. i can't go exercise because i don't want to go to the gym because maybe i'm overweight or blah 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 you know it's oh, just like you just gave me chills you're right you're so right and that that you said something right there so uh in 2018 i um i uh produced i gathered up people and i did a uh, 
a retreat. I, I, I brought up, I made a retreat, a, 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 um, a destination for my boot campers, and I called it Exercise, Art, Rest, and Nutrition, E-A-R-N. And that's what I feel like with the components to earn a healthy, healthy living style. Exercise, art, rest, and nutrition. And our retreat, our 30-day retreat was centered around those uh, principles there. And so we, we had a, a yoga yoga therapist, a Muay Thai kickboxer, <laughs> uh, me with the with the uh, boot camp style. We did hikes. Uh, we had a vegetarian style uh, menu that my wife uh, curated. And, um, I, and then we had an art session. Yep. And this is uh, tying in what you just said, where, where in my mind, I worked with another artist, Carmina El- Elison, and we kind of uh, we, we uh, kind of walked them through. We made some stencils. Uh, we had different little easy tasks for them to, to paint different things. It was over Martin Luther King weekend. So we had um, that in the background because uh, I never really heard the whole I had a dream speech and I was kind of writing it down. And that, that it was just a whole inviting thing. And so at one point, couple of the uh, participants were pretty, you can kind of see physically shaken up about doing the art and to the point to where they just felt like I can't do this. And what came up was a teacher in elementary school saying, Oh, that looks like this. That's all you're, that's bad. Or, or some student looks at all this, like, and they've, and they kept, they've harvested that insecurity with them over decades into where you can see it break out in front of them. And at that point, there was a, a mission in me to be that person and say, you know, this, there's everyone's an artist, you know, just put your art on there. I, I mean, stick. I mean, you can see, you've seen this. Somebody's made money just drawing stick figures, and and it's somewhere, you know. Or especially now with with uh, different technology, with with uh, Procreate and all the different apps you have on your phone, and and like you said earlier, being a musician, being a dancer, being a poet. I, I said, you are an artist. You know, oh, I'm not an artist. I can't draw. You can draw. You just probably think you're supposed to draw like that. And then having that, having that coaching, that coaching comes in at this point too, where it's just like, no, you can do this. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be like this. Let's let's go at a level to where you feel comfortable with. Let's just do it like this. Just throw some paint on there, and then come back to it and and see what happens. Let's do some words on it, and that kind of walked them out of that insecurity to say, wow, this is art. And when you, when you get one good compliment from somebody that didn't even know, one of the ladies brought the art back. And her daughter's like, Mom, I like this. Can I put this on my wall? That right there was just to me, you know, that's why I'm here on this earth. You know, that that moment is what I'm what I'm absolutely very it's, it's life changing. I mean, it just it right? truly is. So I who uh, you know, another thing I always love to ask people is like inspirations, like or people that like, you know, that affected you. Obviously, I would say your dad, um yeah. and, and your mom. Um, but like coaches or I mean other artists like like that, yeah. like influence, like the way that you, or, you know, like think or, yeah. or, you know, like other track athletes, you know, like, you know, I'm a Buckeye. So Jesse Owens is our dude. So and like, he's, right. you know, oh, that's I, right. yeah. know, I mean, and, and Butch, yeah. Butch Reynolds, I don't know if you remember Reynolds. him. No. Oh yes, I do. Yeah. He had the world record just before yes, he did. Uh, uh, Michael Johnson. Yeah. He did it in the rain, I think in Bloomington. He did. Yeah. He never, <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't, I think he, he never won a gold medal. I think he won two silvers. I think. Yeah, he won behind. He won behind. Um, yep. I don't know it's the names, but yeah, in '88, his whole career, he took yep. second to a young guy. I can't think of his name right now, but he's. That's LAJ. the sad part about Olympic sports is like Every winning, a, years, winning right? a silver medal is like a failure, and it's like oh my god, you know, right? it's like he's like <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's a weird it's an thing. accomplishment. Yep. It's, it's a fraternity like unlike no other. It's a test of time and. And, and discipline and patient. No, that's silver. But he had the world record. Yep. But uh, yeah, so my, my the people that motiv- motivated me, inspired me, uh, definitely, you know, my parents. Um, uh, also, as an athlete growing up, it was Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali is a very important, pivotal person in my life. It's with his uh, speeches, with his way of talking, his being an artist in, in, in the in the ring. Uh, I'm, I did uh, my freshman that year. I, I just not, you know, cleaning up my mom's house after everything. And I found a um, uh, essay or project that I did on Muhammad Ali, and I did it all in poetry. And That's I, and awesome, I, right? And I and I did the cover page. I drew a picture of him, and it, it was just one of it was still in the plastic. Oh, so but it just shows, you know, how much he was important to my life. Uh, I watch everything I can watch Muhammad Ali. 
Uh, also, um, Michael Kilgore is a continued uh, inspiration to me to this day. Uh, also, another athlete that uh, really inspired me was um, I'm, I've been reading a lot with, with, with different different athletes, but um, there's a, what's his name? I can't even think of his name, but but seeing seeing the Jordan film, you know, with mm-hmm. Michael Jordan was a big aspiration. Oh, Quincy Watts. No, how can I say that? He was actually a tangible yep. leader of my Quincy Watts, 1992 <laughs> Olympian, Olympic champion. He's now the head coach at USC. Uh, we were on the same club team at West Valley Eagles, and and him and Kevin Young came to my house after the Barcelona Olympics and and showed me their medals and and let me know that this is something that's tangible. And that's something that really just inspired a young kid to to reach that he can, you know, reach for the stars and, and everything. So and, and that's something that I, I like to continue to do is if I have an opportunity to speak, speak to children or speak to our youth, speak to adults. Uh, any way I can inspire is to say, hey, you know, the, the sky is not the limit. You can go farther. And it, it doesn't have to be just a, a breadth of, of, of a direction or, or, or just a vertical part. You can even be the breadth of the T, you know, just think about the stem and the open part. Uh, another inspiration are my, are my kids. Uh, they definitely uh, inspire me, especially uh, this is being sitting down and painting and looking over my shoulder and seeing my daughter doing the same thing. Dad, can I, or my son coming up, Dad, can I use your spray paint? I said, son, you can use any paint, any canvas <laughs> you want, awesome. man. You never have to ask, you know? Yeah. And he's he's um, one of my highlights uh, with, with the um, illustrative voices. We we would uh, I would curate the and, and recruit different artists and we would have a show and a reception. And one of my highlights was was sharing was was uh, sharing my art in a show with my son. And he had presented his art. He even sold some art, you know, at 11, 12 years old, which is That's cool. which was just a proud dad moment, a very inspirational moment. So those those are pretty much my inspirations. And then, you know, just waking up in the morning, breathing and, and you know, seeing the leaves blow, being able to, you know, look up in the sky at a cloud still at this age of 45 and say, Hey, that looks like a, a pony. Hey, that, you know, just be, you know, <laughs> I may want to go back and, and draw something like that. Having the inspiration to draw and, yeah. and create and maybe resonate. Those, those are my inspirations. No. And you're a Laker fan like myself. So yes. Co- Kobe, okay. I mean, Magic Johnson is always like my athletes oh, are like Willie Mays, like was because I was a center fielder is like my dude. I actually got to play against Ken Griffey Jr. So I look at that. Um, All right, but <laughs> I, you know, like Magic Johnson was. I just loved watching oh, yeah. him play. But I always, I like, um, I become friends with the Laker photographer, which is like really cool because he actually did a book with Kobe Bryant. I think Kobe Bryant is such an, un, you know, unfortunately died way too yeah. early oh, because yeah, that hurt. He, like he was just starting his creative journey like and i think he was going much like i say about lebron like i i'm a i'm a lebron is a goat kind of a guy because i'm from ohio so we (laughs) you got you got even though jordan was unbelievable i'm not taking it but but like lebron to me and there's these certain athletes that transcend the sport like like a muhammad ali that i think are more important off the court than they are yeah. on because LeBron's going to yeah, do yeah. bigger things. And that's what I think Kobe, like he was going to change the way that we looked at, at women's sports because of his daughter. Thank like, and, Oh yeah. And it was just like, it was so sad and, to me, like to see that happen right. because of that effect that I think he was about ready to have. Oh really? He's, he was, I mean, with winning, uh, I think he won an Oscar or, yeah. or, or he won a, yeah. He won an Oscar. Oscar. I mean, yeah. he had a, as a book, he had a book that was out just to, he did uh, a book with the Laker with the Laker photographer. That's, that's um, oh, that's yeah. the, Andy yeah, Bernstein. Andy Bernstein. Yeah, it's a great book. It's Man, super th- cool. he's definitely a talent. He he did. A, I mean, un- unfortunate passing, and yeah. at the same time, he put a lot in those forty something years. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's going to last. I mean, just look at the the art that that he's legacy that he's leaving with the murals that popped up all over the yep. road of him. You know, yep. and. Uh, like you said, LeBron with with the school and he oh. and, and getting in, right and getting into the space of uh, creating and, and um also short films and and everything. There was yeah. a I don't know if he was a part of it. There was a short film about the first female uh, basketball player drafted to the NBA in the Senate. It's a great story. Is that great Roma, story. Roma Rudolph? No, Roma Rudolph. She's the, the runner. Uh, she went to the, 
Do you, I think they went to the same school though, Tennessee okay. State or something. Yeah, was, to, was, I thought I saw the commercial for this. I think. Uh, yeah, that's. I can't remember. I think her they name, just came out with a Wilma Rudolph uh, documentary oh, as well. I think. Probably. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, she has Wilma Rudolph. It's an amazing story as well. She just played. Did she? From, she played some other sport too after she was done running, didn't she? Am I crazy? I don't know. Like yeah, I don't know. Golf or something? I maybe I'm nuts. I don't oh. know. No, there's a that's that's another athlete. She there's a there was an athlete, I can't remember her name either, but she was an African American um tennis player. That's what it was, tennis and golf. Yeah. And yeah. then she also was like in in, the, in yeah. golf. Yeah. And then she did one more thing too, the lady you're talking about. I can't remember her name off the top short. Like an all like an all American in any of all of it. Right, like, right. She was golf, yeah. uh tennis, and there's probably one more thing, maybe yeah. like a high jump or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah it's uh it, lebron i mean cheering them all just to be at this age and and to do a reverse dunk in on a fast break it's crazy. Is, that was that was motivating i i said you know what i'm gonna get up in the morning do, you know get some get these knees yeah right, see you guys on the west coast like it, i couldn't even i passed out like at didn't even see oh, that. Yeah. I mean, that game was um, over. And the irony of that whole game, which was hysterical, is like, you know, obviously Dylan Brooks talking all that garbage. Oh and then they dropped a, they dropped a 40 point on him. Right. Like, uh, karma. Kar- yeah. Yeah. You don't do that. You don't do that to Jordan. You don't no. do that to, you know, no. uh, LeBron. There's certain people that you don't go, you don't go to go. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's just mouthy, and, mouthy. And I he, mean, that's, you know, trash talk it, is trash. It's unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, but that was just yeah. He as soon as he said it, it was over, right? Oh. It, it was, <laughs> just it was knew over. it. Just knew it. Right. Well, dude, I you know I I'm super glad that like we connected because you, again, yes. like I think that you know these to me like I I pretty much try to st- and I I'm gonna start posting images of your work every once in a while. Don't hesitate to Appreciate send me work. And next time you like, okay. if you have a show and stuff, like I'll promote it on our site because Thank for you. me, it's oh, like our platform is about telling these stories and, and promoting what you do as individuals, but it's, it's also promoting what we do as a whole, because again, like you're an inspiring individual because of what you do and, 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 and how you do it. Like, and so again, like I, I just, for for me like when i meet people like if you know i won't talk to you for a couple months or something well i'll, I'll ping you or like i'll send you yeah. a message because it's just like i love having these relationships and on a side note that. like we we bought land in montana a couple years back with the idea of starting an artist athlete residency okay and, and you know the I- idea would be like to do workshops there and like i think the g fit program would be like it'd be fun to do something there oh, some, yeah. you know i don't know when this is going to get yeah. built out like you know it's a it's a bigger plan but um it's all right, but yeah this you know, to say it out loud and yeah. uh, i definitely g fit will be uh going there with flying colors you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful country man i love it love i can't get it, enough yeah. of it i cannot get enough of it and always i always like love to know because i um i either write new music for every, each episode or i have okay. either some of my music or i have um some buddy's music but what kind of music do you like oh me uh i like uh like nineties and two thousands R and B. Okay. <laughs> uh, probably like nineties rap. You know, new okay. stuff is cool. I like Drake. I like Drake. Yeah. Um, uh, Snoop Dogg uh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I like uh, I like uh, Stevie Wonder and Marvin Gaye for okay. sure. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with something in that in that. Lauren Hill. That, yeah. That, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lauren. Lauren Hill. Oh man, the food. <laughs> I I I still to this day listen to the Fugees. Still, Isn't it something? It's. I, mean, I just it's, read. Did one of the guys just go yes, to jail? Pride. That's a bummer. Pride. Oh, man, yeah. that's a whole different way to go to jail, though. That yep. was yep. something like. That's a different type of crime. Yeah, I don't yep. even know how to explain it. But I, I just <laughs> read that like two days ago, and I, was, I never even. I didn't hear anything about that, but it was like what. And yeah. so did he get? He actually did. He actually get convicted or something? I think he like, did. Like yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I, I see. I've, I've seen it pop in. I heard about it a few weeks ago. But yeah, prize. Now Lauren, no, Lauren something. Hill, man. Like I just, she's just got one of those voices that once it hits, it's like right. it's like goosebumps and like hairs yeah. on the back of your neck standing up, and it's like ah. Right. 
you know. He's like, that's why I like your, yeah, Lauren Hill, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, thank you, you, man. Like, I, you know, like, again, this is, this has been a blast. Like, um, we, we, uh, if I get out there, I don't know that I will this next trip, but, um, I'll, I'll hit you up because sometimes I am in that area because I go through Yosemite every once in a while. I know that's still a couple hours, but. It's a couple hours after I've driven like 40. So it's not that big of a deal to me. So, but, um, but no, like I said, we'll stay in touch. This will be out, um, a week from Monday. Um, and I'll send you, do I have your email, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You sent me the link. link Yeah. Yeah, I'll just send you promo stuff. Um, a couple snapshots and videos and stuff. So wonderful. Yeah. I'll post it on all my platforms and definitely on my G foot network. They, they love the, to see the combination not cool. just workouts all the time no and dude like i said like i don't ever hesitate to like email me um images of okay. new, new paintings because i i just i like to promote people that i, I don't want to say we work with that. you but like you know like oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're, once you're on the podcast yeah. you're part of the family as far as i'm concerned so um, i accept thank you very much there, Ron. <laughs> cool all right brother have a great right, rest of the day and we'll catch up soon cheers okay. all right now take Later, care man. thank you bye Such a cool conversation. I, I literally can't imagine the pressure that Michael was on uh, in high school. Uh, he's just doing so many cool things to empower people through physical and creative practices and just doing things in the community. Super glad we connected and really look forward to uh, more with Michael. Again, follow Michael on Instagram at Michael Granville 2 and stop by his website, gfit.co. Make sure to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and the Abstract Veterans Podcast. And remember to stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com or beginagaintoys.com to see our Percy King Collaborative Stack Puzzle Art Kits. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.